What's more refreshing than spring rain? What's more entertaining than watching clouds move? Or more fun than a big box of isobars? Look no further. Welcome to the Weather Jazz Podcast. Here's Andre. Ooh, it's We made it, everybody. Welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything weather, science, earth science, and a whole lot more. Today, we're going to spend some time getting to know one of the recent guests of Weather Jazz. And by the way, that particular episode, very, very popular. There's a little hint for you. Well, I'm your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz podcast, Andre Bernier. I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. As I mentioned, it's Friday, and it's May 13th, 2022, and this is episode number 327. Hope you've had the opportunity this week to really grab a hold of the weather this week in the Ohio Valley. If you live in the Ohio Valley, you certainly know And it's been no secret that the weather has been absolutely amazing. And it's one of those weather scenarios where you wish you could certainly push the pause or the hold key and keep it here. But the rest of the summer, that would be ideal because the weather has been delightfully warm, low to mid 80s, not quite record highs. Dew points have been very low, basically 30s and 40s, the kind of Warm air that you would find in New Mexico or Arizona or even southern Utah in the higher elevations. This is really amazing stuff. Now, the dew points have come up a little bit on this uh, Friday. We're seeing dew points slip back into the upper 50s. So that's why the overnight lows last night, Thursday night into Friday morning, did not go into the 40s like we've been seeing in some of the cooler nooks in northeast Ohio for most of the week. We basically stayed in the upper 50s to low 60s. That's because the dew point came up overall across all of Indiana and Ohio. Now, it's not to the point where it is stuffy just yet, but it's on its way. And so you will feel the difference coming up as we go through the day. Well, just moments ago, I talked a little bit about a very popular episode that we recently had right here on Weather Jazz. And that episode was about beekeeping. My guest was my longtime friend, Neil Manassa. They live in Northern Virginia, west of Washington, D.C., well in the countryside, actually much closer to the West Virginia border than the D.C. area right now. And Neil has been very busy with beekeeping, and he recently put together one hive and was looking to increase that uh, hive population. Well, I would like to read to you now a journal entry that Neil made on a website called Caring Bridge. Now, there's a reason he's posting on Caring Bridge, and we'll get to that 
after the break. But let me give you a postscript about the buzz on Mother's Day. And that's what he titled this particular post. Here we go. It was nice to wake up and not see rain because our daughter Julie and her husband Ryan were planning on visiting on Mother's Day. Don and Kevin decided to attend the earlier service. The night before, I announced that I would be making a delicious Mother's Day breakfast of French toast and breakfast sausage links. I could tell that Don wondered if I would rise in time for the 7.30 a.m. family sit-down. Little did she know that I had become an early riser. Just in case, I set my alarm clock for 7 a.m. Neil continued, By 7.30 a.m., I had pulled off a delicious Mother's Day breakfast, golden French toast with hints of vanilla and ground nutmeg, browned breakfast sausage, and, of course, each plate was adorned with a strawberry rose. Don and Kevin were off to church at 8 a.m., and by 8.15, I had the dishwasher loaded and all the pots and pans washed and drying. Now, fast forward. After lunch, we all decided to walk around the property. We walked down to the swollen pond and then to the garden and then turned back towards the house, taking us past our now three beehives. That's when we saw it. When bees get hot in the summer, they do a thing called bearding. They exit the hot hive and cling to a ledge and then to each other until it looks like a beard of bees is hanging from a hive. They beat their wings, which cools themselves down. But it was only 53 degrees outside, and this beard rivaled a ZZ Top beard. Could this possibly be another swarm? My bee training kicked in. I knew every new swarm as a queen, and she is always present walking on the outside of the bee ball. If I could spot the queen, then... It was indeed a new swarm of bees. It took a minute or two to play the apiary version of Where's Waldo? Or, in this case, Spot the Queen. But sure enough, there she was. Crowd surfing her private mosh pit like a rock star. Knowing that we had to act quickly, we grabbed an empty swarm trap, best described as a mini hive box and I put my gloved hand right in front of the queen. She walked right onto my glove with a half a dozen of her subjects. Remember from a recent post about bee swarms, wherever the queen goes, the rest of the bees will follow. I put my hand on one of the frames of the honeycomb, and the queen walked right off like she had found her new home. Quickly, we dropped the frame into the swarm trap, and with a couple of swipes with soft bee brush, we brushed another 15,000 bees into the swarm trap. We left the trap open, and for the next 15 or so minutes, any swarming bees could pick up the pheromone scent and fly into the swarm trap. The lid was put on, and with that, we went from three beehives to four. Two months ago, we only and one beehive. The next three hours were spent in our workshop making the new beehive box. Kevin, Stephen, and I put together what is needed to move the new hive from the swarm trap to a permanent beehive box. 
After Julie and Ryan departed, and while the house was empty, Dawn treated herself to a mid-afternoon nap. All in all, it was a delicious, crazy, tiring, and beautiful day. And so you have the very latest from Neil Manasseh, a guest, a recent guest on Weather Jazz, longtime friend, and a beekeeper who went from one hive when we last spoke to him a couple of months ago to four. Sounds like a lot of honey to me. Well, I recently mentioned that he posted this on a website called Caring Brit. It's a unique website. And those of you that have had family members undergo certain medical conditions know the drill. It's basically a place where you can post news about what you're going through in terms of medical treatment so that you're not sending a thousand emails out and instead people are basically logging on and seeing what's happening via this Caring Bridge website. So obviously something's going on in the Manasa family household. Now, while I do want to respect their privacy in this matter, I did ask Neil if I could share one particular post about a recent trip that he took to a hospital in the New York City area for his treatment. He travels to and from New York City now every couple of weeks. And he said that he would absolutely love for me to share at that particular post it's very very special it's very moving it's very touching and i want you to hear it is a story coming up right after the break beekeeper neil manasa a recent guest on weather jazz talking about his beekeeping adventures has been traveling back and forth to New York City now for a couple of times for some medical attention. And this is one post where it really grabbed my attention to the point where it was so touching, I asked Neil if I could share this with the Weather Jazz audience, and he said, absolutely. So without further delay, let me share an abridged version of the post that he made way back. On April 28, 2022, it's titled, What Happened Yesterday? Yesterday, we arrived at my sister and brother-in-law's place in the early afternoon. Having visited many times and walking their dog countless times, I knew the neighborhood. I decided I needed to get a haircut. So, I started walking towards a strip mall about four blocks away. On my way, I encountered an older gentleman, so I asked, Excuse me, sir, I see you have a nice full head of hair, so do you know where I can get a good haircut nearby? He was a sweet elderly man with an Irish bro. He smiled and said, There's a fine barber shop a couple of blocks away. Walk to the next street and turn left. Then walk to 261st Street. The name of the place is Tony's. It's a good place. I thanked the gentleman and walked to 261st Street, and there was Tony's Barbershop. Two chairs, two barbers, two patrons, and signs with instructions all over the front door. Seeing the shop was full, I stood outside. It was cold, but I was dressed for it. 
About five minutes later, a big man wearing shorts comes walking up and asks, Are you waiting for a haircut? I told him I was, and because the shop was full, I was waiting outside. He responded, Well, I guess that makes two of us. A moment later, he said, Wow, it's cold. I hope these guys don't take too long. I have to be in New Rochelle at six. I glanced at my watch. It was a little after four. Pointing to all the signs on the door, I said, I don't know how New York businesses ever survived with all these mandates. He said, a lot didn't. Where are you from? I told him Virginia. And that's when he asked what I was doing in New York. I explained why, and we chatted about Virginia, and he mentioned how he watched with interest how the people of Virginia flipped the political scene last November. This was very cool because the conversation was nice and pleasant between two guys waiting for a line or a haircut. Looking in, I could see one of the barbers was finishing up. I turned away to my new friend and said, He's finishing up in there. Why don't you go ahead of me? He said, No, man, I can't do that. You've been waiting longer and you're up. I laughed and said, I'm dressed warmer than you are. You're freezing. Besides, I have plenty of time on my hands and you have to be somewhere. You go ahead. I had to smile when he said, hey, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. With that, he entered the barbershop and walked up to the now empty chair. I could see the barber look at me, acknowledging that he knew I was next. I waved and nodded. And with that, my friend was getting his hair cut. Moments later, the other chair opened up, and I was soon sitting in the chair, talking about what kind of haircut I wanted. Tony, of 261st Street, Tony's Barbershop fame, had a great sense of humor. He looked at the right side of my head, the side of my biopsy, and said, What happened here? I told him it was a $76,000 haircut gone wrong. My friend was in the next chair and said, Tony, he's here from Virginia, going to Sloan Kettering for cancer. After explaining the situation, we all... Two barbers, two patrons, bantered about in barbershop talk. Tony, too, was fascinated with what took place in Virginia politics last November. We talked about gas prices, electric vehicles, Twitter, and Elon Musk, and the fate of the Democratic Party in November, their topic, not mine, and various other topics found in any barbershop across America. Sitting there, I was amused by Tony's signed tape to his mirror in front of me. It read, No beard trims, no razor shaves, no shampooing, just haircuts. This was indeed my kind of barbershop, friendly banter, and just haircuts. My friend in the next chair was finished. He got up and thanked me again, stating, Looks like I'm going to make it on time now. Thanks, friend. Good luck tomorrow. He paid for his haircut, then left. Five minutes later, Tony put the finishing touches on my great haircut. I reached into my pocket and Tony touched my arm and he said, Here's the best part. That other guy paid for your haircut. You're all set. I didn't know what to say. I said, Wow, at least let me give you a good tip. Tony smiled and said, Nope, he did that too. Good luck, my friend. Good luck. This turned my world upside down. New York City has kind, compassionate people in it. Wait, New York City? Hardened, grizzled New York City? 
And in the Bronx? Yep, it sure does. And I was introduced to them by a kind Irish gentleman who told me to go to Tony's Barbershop on 261st Street. It's a good place. And there you have it, a trip to Tony's in New York City to grab a haircut and really much more than a haircut. I'm sure you will agree that the story was certainly well worth it. Restoring some optimism in humanity. Thank you, Neil, for allowing me to share your story right here on Weather Jazz. And I do look forward to having you back at some point in time to talk a little bit more about beekeeping, your hives, your hive expansion, and all of the sweetness of the honey that it is going to produce over the course of the many few months ahead, the warm weather months. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Help me to spread the word about this podcast inside your sphere of influence on social media, via email, or simply word of mouth. That's my favorite kind. Please spread the word. Let them know about Weather Jazz, weatherjazz.com, or any podcast app. Special thanks to all of you who continue to partner with me to support Weather Jazz in a very special way. They are, in no special order, Christine Barnes in Ohio, Rose Moore in Ohio, Bill Martin in Florida, Dale Osborne in Kirtland, Ohio, Andrea Rich in Tennessee, Victoria Singer in Vermont, Will and Tonya Kraus and family in Ohio, and Kian Galunas in Vermont. If you'd like to join that list, I'd love to have you, and I'd love to brag about you every Friday on Weather Jazz. It's very easy, and every little bit helps. You'll see what I mean. When you go visit weatherjazz.com, click on the Supporters tab, and there you'll not only see the list of people that I just told you about, but you'll also read how you can get your name added to that list. Nothing is too small to be added to that list. And believe me, it is very much an encouragement. Okay, do you have a topic suggestion or a question or you simply want to say hello? The Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect Line is waiting for your telephone call and voicemail. Listen to the prompts when you call 234-525-5888. And or you can simply send me an email, weatherjazz at yahoo.com. You can find information on both of those avenues to get in touch with me by going to weatherjazz.com and clicking on the contacts tab at the very, very top. Well, that beautiful high pressure system aloft is finally breaking down, at least to a small degree, pun intended, heading into the weekend. If you're listening to me from the Ohio Valley, the chance of some pop-up mostly afternoon showers and thunderstorms will start coming into the picture after nearly a seven-day sunny and dry stretch. I'll tell you what, now is the time to mow your lawn before the showers and the thunderstorms arrive. We've had a very long stretch where the ground has had the opportunity to dry out and to harden up so that you can pass that mower without much of an issue. And summer, June, July, and August, right around the corner. Coming up next week, I'm hoping to have Scott Sable, morning meteorologist at WJW Television, right here on Weather Jazz, talking about the long-range forecast. 
Now, for anybody at Fox 8, Scott Sable is the guy that keeps his thumb on all of those long-range parameters. We'll learn about them, learn about what they mean in the summer months coming up hopefully next week. So join me then, and that'll be episode number 328, uh, if everything is on schedule, this coming Monday, May 16th, right here on Weather Jazz. Have a great weekend, and remember to pay it forward, just like at Tony's Barbershop in New York City. Weather and science across the globe.